source for all the latest Batman news related to movies, television, merchandise, and video games. Thanks for making the Batman Universe your ultimate source for Batman news. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Batman Universe podcast, episode number 50. I'm your host, Dustin, and today we have with us... You got Josh. This is Nick. This is Zach. This is Humphrey. And we are bringing the latest movie, TV, merchandise, and video game news from the past, not two weeks, but month. It's been quite some time since we've recorded a normal cast, so we got some stuff to catch up on. But, as I said, this is episode 50. Holy hole in a donut! We actually have been around for 50 episodes, and as you all know, we are the longest-running podcast related to Batman that is out there. We also obviously have the most episodes. Not only do we have 50 episodes here, but we also have 40 episodes over on the Comic-Cast and over 30 specials that we've put out as well, which actually puts us at over well over 100 different episodes. But this is the 50th episode for the normal podcast, and we've actually been around for over two years. And even though we've had a bunch of regime regime changes over the years and different podcast co-hosts along with us, uh, we are still going strong. Yeah. A couple quick announcements. Uh, One, Apple's not with us because Apple will be taking a leave of absence from the podcast for an undetermined amount of time due to some work concerns. It's beyond his control. He basically has gotten screwed over at work and doesn't really have an option of being on the podcast for the time being. He's not gone for good. He he says he's going to come back, so we'll wait for him to come back. Also, Ryan, uh, the last episode that you heard with Ryan will be, in fact, Ryan's last episode. He is leaving the podcast, but will still be around on the website as well as helping out with some specials. The other bit of news is Savannah will be coming back in the very near future. Savannah, as you all know, was a co-host on the podcast a while back and she's actually going to be coming back after being gone for about eight months so it'll be nice to have her back so those females out there you can get your opinion expressed through savannah i am catwoman hear me roar with all that said we've got a month's worth of news to go over so we should probably just get right into the news and start off with movie news what have you got for me The very first thing we've got is a number of different things related to Justice League Crisis on Tours. It did come out on February 23rd, which was after the last time we recorded a podcast. And so let's just briefly go over some of the stuff that was on the site. There was an interview that was posted up with Gina Torres on the 23rd. On the 24th, Steve Niles talked about the Spectre short that was on the special features of Justice League Crisis on Tours. And then on February 25th, we had James Wood talking about Owlman. You can check all those out on the website. There's no need to go over them because mostly it was just various different things that don't really make anything newsworthy, but also the fact that the movie's already out, so there's no point of bringing them up. Justice League Crisis on Two Earths. Now, the other thing that is worth actually going over is the new DC animated film told you in the last episode that it's going to be Batman Under the Red Hood, 
And that obviously means a lot to this podcast as well as the site because it's Batman directly, it's related directly to Batman. With the release of Justice League Crisis on Tours, it seems that obviously we have to start talking about the film because in the special features, they showed some bits and pieces about Batman Under the Red Hood. On February 23rd, that Tuesday, Bruce Tim actually gave some thoughts to comic book resources about the film itself. So... I'm just going to read the actual topics, and Josh is going to read Bruce Timm's thoughts. So, when asked about the quality of the film... It's all really good. (laughs) That's about all I can say about it at the moment. It really is. We actually have the footage coming back from overseas, literally as we speak. We have two acts out of four, and it looks really, really solid. It's a really, really cool story. It's pretty Don Dark, but at the same time, it's fun and emotionally involving. So I think it's going to be a really terrific movie. When asked about Bruce Greenwood voicing Batman... He's awesome, frankly. I've been a fan of his work for years. We've been trying to work with him for years on different projects, but... We can never get the stars to align. And this time, again, anytime you have to recast Batman, it's like, crap. We have to get somebody who can conceivably be as good as Kevin Conroy. Bruce was somebody who jumped out at me, especially after I saw the Star Trek movie this past summer. I went, wow, he has an awesome, awesome voice. I mean, like I said, I've been a fan of his for years, but I was really struck by how great he sounded in the Star Trek movie. When asked about Jensen Ackles voicing Red Hood... Yeah, and again, he's somebody that I've been following for a long time, and I think he's a really good actor. His voice had the right placement in that he sounded like a grown-up, but not too old. And he had the right kind of attitude. We knew he could be tough, but with a sense of vulnerability as well. So yeah, he's a terrific actor. So obviously, as we get closer to the release of the film, we'll be bringing you all the news about the film. And speaking of that, there was a little bit of news that was posted up on March 11th over at the World's Finest, and they had details for two more voice actors that will be joining the cast. These voice actors will both be voicing Robin. Vincent Martella will be voicing a young version of Robin, and the other actor will be Alex Martella, and he will be voicing even a younger version of Robin. So those, so we obviously are going to be seeing some flashbacks involving Robin. So we might actually see Robin being killed. That would make the movie. I would rewind that part over and over again. I might not even watch the rest of the movie. <laughs> we'll see what the truth is. On March 10th, Hero Complex, a blog on the LA Times website, posted up an interview with Chris Nolan. Besides talking about the status of Batman 3, Nolan also discussed his new role on the new direction of the Superman franchise. But, because this is obviously a Batman podcast, we're going to cover the Batman news. Now, this is, in fact, the first time that Chris Nolan has talked about Batman 3 since way back in December of 2008. Nolan mentioned various things related to Batman 3, and some of the key points are as follows. Nolan still would not confirm that he is directing Batman 3 since it goes against his code as Inception isn't in the can yet. They did talk about the status of Batman 3, and he said Jonathan Nolan is now doing the hard work of writing the script based on the story story by Goyer. My brother is writing a script for me and will wait to see how it turns out. He's struggling to put it together into the epic story that you want it to be. Nolan mentioned what their plan for the third movie is without going into too much detail. Without getting into specifics, the key thing that makes the third film a great possibility for us is that we want to finish our story, he said, and in viewing it as the finishing of a story rather than an infinitely blowing up the balloon and expanding the story. 
Nolan also said that all the key actors in the first two films will be back for the third. We have a great ensemble that that's one of the attractions of doing another film, since we've been having a great time for years. On the talk of villains, Nolan's only comment was that it will not be Mr. Freeze. So straight out of the mouth of the yet-to-be-officially-announced director of Batman 3, we know Batman 3 is happening. Um, We can obviously expect some official announcement from Nolan about being the director once he is complete with Inception. Considering, even though he wouldn't say he's the director, he did say that his brother Jonathan is creating the script for him. Wait, so Jonathan's creating the script for him, not for the movie in general, but he's like doing a script to pitch to Nolan then? Is that what it is? I'm pretty sure he's writing the script for Chris Nolan because Chris Nolan's not writing the script. Okay, because whenever I see stuff like this, like, oh yeah, Jonathan, you know, is doing the script and, uh, you know, David Goyer's doing this, it's like, why do people always say, oh, you know, this is Nolan's vision, this is Nolan's story, when he hasn't even signed on to the movie yet and the story's already almost done? Well, I'm sure Jonathan could submit it to Nolan and Nolan could say, no, I don't like this, I don't like that, and it ends up being his vision. Oh yeah, I'm sure. And then once you get to the you know point of directing the movie too, there's there's changes that get made along the way based on different things and based on casting and just stuff that happens during production. I love how it he almost says that he's directing the movie without actually saying it at this point. If you weren't going to be directing the movie and you weren't going to be involved, you wouldn't be saying, "Oh yeah, Mr. Freeze isn't going to be the villain," or "Oh, I can't say until this is done." I mean, if the answer was no, then, well, never mind. (laughs) I do find it interesting that he does single out in saying that Mr. Freeze will not be in this movie. And that's the only villain that he completely denounces. Now, one thing i got to point out is uh, I'm very strongly believing that we're going to hear a major announcement at San Diego Comic-Con about Batman 3, specifically because... Inception will be in the can and will actually already be released by the time San Diego happens. The Inception is being released on July 16th. Comic-Con is a week afterwards. So I'm sure, because it won't be going against this code anymore, we might for sure be hearing something as soon as San Diego. His code. What is this code? I'd love to see the Chris Nolan code book. Sure could be interesting. Alright, so that is all the movie news. Moving into TV news, well, to tell you the truth, there really isn't any TV news, specifically because Batman the Brave and the Bold is still delayed, and new episodes won't be airing until sometime, well, they could be as airing as early as this Friday when you download this podcast, but because we don't have any confirmation from Warner Brothers, we can't tell you exactly when. Although I will tell you that there has been some new bits and pieces floating out there World's Finest did an interview with James Tucker, the producer on the series, and he did confirm that there will in fact be an Emperor Joker episode, but it won't be strictly following the comic Emperor Joker, but it will be called Emperor Joker. So, that's what we've got for TV news.
Alright, so moving into merchandise news, the first thing we've got is on February 22nd, Action Figure Insider posted some new pics of the Justice League Unlimited 3-pack, Gotham 3-pack more specifically, and I gotta say, not a huge fan of these. I saw pictures before when Toy Fair happened, but looking at the stuff that I'm looking at now, it looks kind of bad. Um, you can see the picture on the website, but uh, specifically, it really just looks like the Penguin and Batgirl are figures that were originally in the Batman Animated Series line, and they just basically did a repaint and put them in here, because they don't look any different. Uh, Batgirl doesn't look like any other hero in the Justice League Unlimited line, because she's got some kind of cocked waist going on. Penguin, of course, doesn't look like any figure either, because he's fat. But, yeah, not huge. What do you guys think? I'm, I feel really bad for Barbara getting injected with all of that Joker venom to make her face look like that. You're going to melt just like a grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> Alright, so into the next bit of thing we've got on March 15th. Just a reminder, if you collect the Dark Knight Movie Master series, the Scarecrow from Batman Begins is actually on sale on MaddieCollector.com. But by this point, uh, it might actually be sold out because some reason they're all selling out rather quickly on that site is I missed the opportunity to get the Harvey Dent figure, which I'm kind of ticked off about. But nonetheless, whatever. Harvey! Alright, so the other thing we've got is on March 17th, Toner sent out a press release saying that at the C2E2, Chicago Comic Con, Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo, which will be held only in about a month, will actually have an exclusive, and it will be a Huntress figure. Uh, the Huntress figure is 17 inches tall, and will only have a total of 200 pieces made. This figure will sell for $150, and will be available at the Toner booth number 425 so you, if you've got a lot of money to blow or you like barbies you can pick up this huntress figure at c2e2 do you think it's worth 150 dollars i don't believe anything is worth 150 dollars especially I, uh, I shouldn't say it, nothing is worth 150 dollars yeah, yeah this uh huntress it looks like somebody just kind of like took a barbie and hit her on the top of it with a baseball bat and she woke up in a huntress outfit and dyed hair her face, like, and her facial expression looks nothing like the Huntress. Feeling alright? Alright, so moving into video game news, the first thing we've got is on February 23rd, there was a new Batman game announced, and it is not Batman Arkham Asylum 2. Well, we already know that's happening anyway, but this game is obviously going to be released by Warner Brothers, and it's going to be releasing this this fall, after being left out in the cold after the release of last year's successful Batman Arkham Asylum, the Nintendo is getting its own game. The game will be based off the hit TV show Batman the Brave and the Bold. press release is on the website for you to read, but the big thing is Nintendo Wii and Nintendo DS will both get this Batman Brave and the Bold, the video game, for their consoles. Um, basically, the game provides maximum replay value to those who do own both Wii and Nintendo DS versions by allowing them to connect the two systems together to unlock Batmite as a playable character. You will basically be able to play as Batman together with family and friends in a two-player co-op mode, and players can choose from the iconic characters Robin, Green Lantern, Blue Beetle, along with drop-in heroes such as Aquaman to solve puzzles and fight foes. That's coming, obviously, straight from the official description. You can see the cover art for the game on the website as well. I gotta say, th this is a cool concept. As soon as I heard there was going to be a Batman Brave and the Bold game, the first thing I thought was, this must be a, a co-op game because 
If it wasn't, it would completely not make any sense considering the entire Batman Brave and the Bold TV show is a co-op thing. Batman's always teaming with somebody. Yeah, and they've got plenty of uh, characters to include. I don't think they're going to be including everyone, but it seems like they're including quite a bit. Um, Is this just Wii exclusive then, not PS3 or Xbox? Yep, just Wii and Nintendo DS. Mm, Interesting. Then again, it is more of a kid, family-based game and... And that's where the Wii stuff is, isn't it? Yeah, those games don't tend to uh, really have Prosper over on the PS3 or the Xbox 360. I was also interested to see that the cover art, it seems like it's got uh, Big Ben and Houses of Parliament in the background, which is quite interesting. Don't know if maybe the game is meant to be based in London. So, speaking of the next bit of news, the (laughs) March 3rd, there's some new details for the game, and... Part of it said that uh, the adventure will be abroad. It says jump, swing, and punch through wild worlds, including Gotham City, Science Science Island, London, and Planet Oa. So not only will we see Batman in Gotham City, but also the Science Island, which is the location of the Blue Beetle, but also London and Green Lantern's Planet of Oa. Very cool. Well, it sounds like they're trying to stay in touch with the TV show, which is exactly what they've got to do. Because they're the people that are going to buy this game. And, um, I mean, we, we all know how popular the TV show has been lately, so uh, this game could be pretty successful, I think. It could, especially with the Wii being a pretty successful game system in and of itself. But, yeah, uh, interesting nonetheless, and it is some good news for Batman fans who have been left out in the cold who don't own a PS3 or an Xbox 360. Yeah, Alright, so the last bit of news we have is on March 17th, The World's Finest posted up some info about the Batman Brave and the Vault video game. They said that Andrea Romano will be acting as voice director for the game, and obviously she's the voice director for the show as well, and she will most likely be directing the cast from the show for the game. So you can probably expect to see all of the cast and crew of the show to pull double duty for the game as well. So we'll probably obviously be seeing Diedrich Bader being voicing Batman. Wouldn't make any sense if somebody else did. I do hate those games where they get someone else to voice uh, characters that you're familiar with because it's just very jarring and it feels strange from the start. Yeah, agreed. Taking up video games, are we, sir? Alright, so that is all the video game news, and that's actually the last bit of news we have for this podcast. Let's get into our spotlight character, which in this episode we're going to be covering Silver St. Cloud. Alright, so Silver St. Cloud, she is from Gotham City's upper class. She was involved in a romantic relationship with billionaire playboy Bruce Wayne several years ago. And at some point during their relationship, she discovered that Wayne is secretly the costume crime fighter known as Batman. After witnessing one of Batman's battles, she realized that she could not live with, with the constant fear of losing him. She ended their relationship and left Gotham. Years later, St. Cloud returned to Gotham with her then-fiancé, U.S. Senator Evan Gregory. Gregory was on a political campaign running for governor, but he ran into some complications when his opponent turned out to be the Joker. After being doused with the Scarecrow's fear gas, Silver rediscovered her passion for Bruce and decided to cut off her engagement to Gregory. Right after informing Gregory of the devastating news, Silver was abducted by the Joker, who planned to use her to pressure Gregory into dropping out, presumably of his campaign. Gregory went after the Joker, but he tragically lost his right arm and leg before he and Silver were rescued by Batman. Batman asked Silver to stay with Gregory while he recovers, reasoning that Gregory needed her now, and that they can wait until the current crisis has passed. 
Silver was furious at the notion of being loaned out to another man. Later, Gregory dies, and she went to meet Wayne after that. Silver St. Cloud obviously has been in numerous comics. More recently, she's appeared in Batman The Whiting Gear, written by Kevin Smith. But uh, strangely enough, for whatever reason, uh, Silver St. Cloud always appears to be a... uh, How do I put this uh, in the best politically correct way possible... She appears to be very promiscuous, wearing very little anything, if anything at all. So that's that's a little bit interesting. Maybe that's what Batman likes. Who knows? <laughs> Funny thing is, she was she just like didn't appear for decades until they brought her back in that Dark Detective miniseries uh, a few years ago. Now she's kind of making her way back into things. Before that, she was just in those uh, Engelhart uh, and Walt Simonson stories. And it wasn't even for that long. It might have been, like, less than ten issues. And people talked about her a lot, but really, after those, like, you know, few issues, it was decades before we saw an appearance of her again. You can't let your emotions get the best of you. All right, so that's Silver St. Cloud. Let's get into our feature. This is episode 50, and we're going to talk a little bit about... I'm not, I don't particularly want to go through the entire history of the website and the podcast, because we've, we've done that numerous times Despite the fact that everybody keeps asking that question every time we tell people to send in questions, I kind of want to go over just various different things that many people may not know. Starting with one of the major questions that gets asked, and I tell all the time, but I will go over this part, is why we created the podcast. I created the podcast in January of 2008. The podcast itself, I created it specifically because... I got a pod, or I got an iPod, right around Christmas time. Got into podcasts, looked online. There was one Batman podcast. The Batman podcast hadn't had a new episode since October of 2007, and I decided, well, hey, you know, it makes more sense to have a Batman podcast out there. I've got a huge love for the character. Uh, that same time frame, I was getting, well, not even that, but six months prior to that, I started to get real back really back into collecting all the comics and stuff, and I started to really beef my comic collection up a lot. I mean, going from a couple hundred issues to a couple thousand issues is, I consider, a big beef up. But So I had this love for the character. At the same time, I was constantly looking up news on the Internet about Batman 2, The Dark Knight, and wanted to get the news out there for Batman fans to find. I had plenty of time at the time, and it didn't make any sense for people who didn't have a lot of time not be able to keep up with what was going on with the Batman movie as well. So that's why it started. What was it like doing those early episodes? Was there any ideas that didn't take off or didn't go anywhere? Or how does the show now correspond with what your vision of it was when you started? Well, for the most part, if you listen to some of the podcasts from the earlier days... It was just me. There wasn't anybody else. It was just me at first. And then as time progressed, we brought on co-hosts. The idea of co-hosts was, was a good idea. Bringing other people on the podcast was an excellent idea because it gets a lot of other people talking. and gives not only gives fans something to listen to besides just me carrying on for a long time, but it also gives me a chance to talk and have an actual discussion with somebody. So that, that's a benefit. Uh, one of the other things that we didn't do right away when we first uh, started recording was we didn't do sound clips. Uh, Chris, who was one of the co-hosts, had the idea of, well, let's plug in 
sound clips. He heard it on other podcasts. He thought it worked. And I said, you know, if you've got time to do that, by all means, feel free. And he did. And that's where the sound clips originated from. And despite him leaving, we've continued to do it because it works and it makes sense. He originally was a forgotten villain, not spotlight character. Uh, that only changed because after a while I really was losing interest in finding these forgotten villains and having, you know, four or five sentences to talk about because they, there's a reason why they're forgotten and it's because there's not a whole lot of new, there's not a whole lot of history behind the character to begin with. So we turned it to spotlight characters specifically so we could cover other ones and also with the Dark Knight coming out we wanted to be able to cover villains and characters that had nothing to do, that weren't forgotten, that were in fact being spotlighted in the movie itself and then obviously the episode that came out the same day as the movie we did the joker we also did two-face we've done a number of characters some that are a lot lesser known than others but uh I, that was one thing i think we always called it the feature i'm pretty sure we always called it the feature and that never changed but for the most part it's the same type of thing that we did before it's just we have more people on and th- that's pretty much the biggest difference now, I'd like to ask all of the guys here, what made you guys start listening to the podcast? I love Batman. I loved Batman for a while, and um, I needed some more podcasts to listen to, and uh, Podomatic, which is what the network that Dustin was using for the Batman universe at the time, I used that for Brittoni Beetle Bonanza. I was looking around at their... Uh, different sections and i found the batman universe and i was like oh cool so i downloaded like three or four episodes listened to them on my mp3 player and i really liked uh what they were doing and of course one of the first i've told the story before but one of the first episodes i was listening to was uh actually had dustin and apple talking about how they were uh taking auditions for co-hosts and i knew that it was an older episode so i was like oh maybe there's still time this will be awesome i love batman so I think, like, when I went on my walk that night and I was listening to that episode, when I got back, I actually did a demo tape, which is out there somewhere. I uh, I got into the podcast because, similarly to Dustin, I had an iPod, but I always just listened to music. I didn't really know what podcasts were for quite a while. And then I suddenly found podcasts and downloaded all sorts of ones in everything I'm interested in. And Batman is a character I've always loved from the films and the TV show. Never really been into the comics before. I've always tried getting into it, read the old graphic novel, but that's about it. And then I found the Batman universe, listened to a few episodes, thought Dustin was trying very hard to keep it going. And there were a few moments early on where I thought Dustin was struggling a little bit and was almost close to giving up just because I don't think you were getting many responses. And I thought, this guy deserves a uh, an email, I thought. So I sent you an email and that's how we got in touch. And... Um, I'm very happy I did, because uh, a lot's come out of it. Alright everybody, really strange things are going on. Earlier in the podcast, you may not have noticed, but Humphrey actually disappeared. His internet connection was cut short. Now Zach's microphone is no longer working, and despite the fact that he's still on the line with us, he cannot talk at all, and we've tried numerous different things to try to fix the situation, but uh, it's not being resolved. And needless to say, this is a very strange situation that never happens, and there's no reason why it's happening, but uh, it's happening. 
So, we're, we're going to continue on, and Zach will stay on the line with us, and we'll read out the different things that he types to us, which may sound strange, but we will do. It wouldn't be the strangest thing that we've done this episode. All right, so Zach's reason of why he came onto the podcast is says he said it is just it was one of those strange things. I had just discovered podcasts and the dark night was about to come out and I found the podcast and just stuck with it. And I'm very glad that I did. And then obviously all of them eventually became co-hosts on the podcast. Now, a lot of you probably have no idea. Uh some of you may, but some of you may not. But uh, it takes a long, long time to record some of these episodes. You sometimes only hear about an hour, but sometimes we're on here for an hour and a half, two hours. And a lot of the stuff gets cut out. And one of the things we're hoping to do in the very near future is put together an entire episode of bloopers and outtakes. Because there are plenty of them. This episode will have their fair share of bloopers and outtakes, too. And even what you hear at the end of the podcast isn't necessarily everything. Sometimes there's 15 15 to 30 minutes of outtakes, and we only plug in about 10 minutes. So there's a fair share of stuff that you've never heard, and you can look forward to something like that happening in the near future. We've got 50 episodes worth. Yeah, 50 episodes, and then on the comic cast on top of that, i got to say, because... Certain people are on the comic cast, not the normal cast. There's plenty of more outtakes on the comic cast. Yes, as Savannah said, she doesn't know if it's because we're just more funny and interesting or just less professional. Yes. Yeah, What? What? which episodes were the most fun to do? Honestly, I think some of the... I think the specials have been the most fun. Uh, the whole idea of the specials just came as... I didn't really want to use the interviews as features i mean we did that i think once or twice and then i decided well it makes more sense if we're going to do a lot of interviews not to use it as a feature because some interviews some interviews are only 10 minutes and then some interviews are half hour 45 minutes long one of the longest interviews i think we ever did was with michael cronenberg and michael yuri who did the batman bat cave companion book and that interview was really long and we cut some of it out but that interview was a really long interview that was really good but it would have never worked as a feature so the whole idea is some people could care less about some of these interviews that we do so we created the specials and then because we created the specials and then there was some time where we didn't have any actual interviews to post uh, we started coming up with some different ideas one of the first one we ever did was when Nick came up with the idea for the 60s TV show special and that one was really fun the commentaries were also really fun, and I think I've mentioned this before on a podcast, but if not, then you'll find out now. This summer, we're going to do more commentaries. This time, we're going to do commentaries for the animated movies, and there has been even more animated movies than there has been live-action movies, so we'll get through all of those throughout the summer. And then the commentaries, they were fun. Um, I do have to admit that uh, during one of the commentaries, I did fall asleep because I didn't have very much sleep. And go back and listen, try and figure out which one it was. Yeah, because <laughs> it wouldn't be to too see. hard to figure out because he was only on two of them, wasn't he? Three. I was on three. three. Everybody was on at least three. But for the most part, uh, the commentaries were fun. But a lot of the specials have been a lot more fun because it's not something we normally do. Uh, it changes things up, different things, and we're still coming up with ones. We posted the very first 
TBU Villain Wall uh, up on the site a couple weeks back, and we've got some other ones that we're in the planning stages of doing. And I guess I'll also tell you guys about something else that we're going to be doing sometime in the near future is we're actually going to be having a bunch of people from different podcasts, other podcasts, not ours, um, on the podcast to do different what we're calling the versus segments. Uh, we won't go into too much details or tell you who's going to be on, but we're in the planning stages of that, and those should be fun as well. Did you imagine when you started the podcast that you'd be interviewing comic book professionals and uh, people like that? Do you think you'd actually get to that stage, or do you think it would always stay a bit... Uh, you think that'd be something hard to reach? Well, to be completely honest, I never actually thought that this podcast was going to last where, to the point where we're at now. I thought of this as something that would be very beneficial to people before The Dark Knight came out, and then once The Dark Knight came out, nobody would care about what else we were reporting, and then it would just kind of die out, and at one point, it was almost about to die out, because, again, we weren't getting very many responses, because the whole hype about the movie was over with, and nobody cared about what else was going on. Luckily, there has been a decent amount of stuff over the past few years that have happened, such as... The Batman Brave and the Bold TV show coming on, um, these various different animated films that still have Batman in, in them. Um, we also have Batman Arkham Asylum. And then obviously the comics, they never end. That never ends. But when we first started, we weren't doing comics like we're doing comics now. So for the most part, it was going to die out. And it, wasn't, it was only a matter of time before the support from the fans was about to die out. But it didn't. And that's why we're still going strong where we're at now is because of the support that we get from the fans. Did I ever think that we were going to interview some of these people? No. Uh, to tell you the truth, the very first interview we did, which was with Gotham Public Works, that was a big deal to me because people knew who they were. They're not as popular as, let's say, Jeff Johns or Grant Morrison, but they were popular in their own right, and they had fans, and having them given the opportunity to interview them was was fun and i think overall they kind of opened up some other doors when we interviewed robert greenberger we spent a long time trying to get that interview set up with him and that was for the batman encyclopedia book and the only reason it ended up happening was because i persisted 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 and at that point the book was already out and it wasn't that big of a deal but from there it was really just my persistence and the reason why we haven't had that many interviews lately is more specifically because we just haven't had a whole lot of time a lot of us have been going through a lot of life changes including myself this episode for instance is coming out late because of a bunch of scheduling issues so i mean that's part of the reason it's hard to get some interviews scheduled with people who have busy schedules when we ourselves have busy schedules so it's even hard to attempt to try to get something to set up and know for sure whether or not we're actually going to be able to do them. But yeah, I mean, it is enjoyable. Comic-Con was an amazing experience. Uh, in some regards, I felt like I had Apple and I had special treatment when we went because of the site in the podcast. Warner Brothers treated us with respect and not just you know some random person who threw something together in a very short amount of time which I truly appreciate, and I have the utmost regard and respect for Warner Brothers and their representatives that were at Comic-Con. But, I mean, overall, I mean, there's, there's a lot of really cool things that came out of what we do. 
to answer my own question that I had asked Dustin previously, my best memories of the show when recording were the 60s special, uh, which was a blast because at the time, the members were, you know, Nick, Savannah, myself, Apple, and Dustin. And that may have been the first time that we were all doing a podcast together, all of us, and it was just a lot of fun that afternoon putting that together. And the movie commentaries as well, just because it was so much fun to riff on some of those movies. And I'm looking forward to doing the animated ones. That's going to be great. But uh, back when it was the five of us, you know, and you know, and that's nothing against the new people, because I, I enjoyed the new people, even though uh, me and Zach are at each other's throats half of the time. It's when we all go... Where was I going with that? Yeah, but when we, we when we would all get together, it was always hilarious because a lot of times there wasn't a and on a podcast it would just be either two or three of us at a time. It's all in good fun, Zach. What's a story like a behind the scenes thing that you've never revealed to the general TBU public before? That might be fun to tell them now. Okay, well, to the TBU public, a lot of people probably. Well, I'm sure a lot of people probably have never actually Googled my name. But if you Googled my name, I'd actually be... I'd pop up a lot besides just Batman-related things. I was actually in the military, the U.S. Army, uh, for about three and a half years. And I deployed to Iraq and was blown up. And now I'm no longer in the military, but that's something that a lot of people probably don't know. I lived in Kansas. I'm now living in Chicago. Uh, I just moved recently. That's one of the reasons why there's so many scheduling problems is because I'm staying with friends for the time being until I get a house, which will be soon. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm originally from Chicago, too, but that, I believe, gives us an advantage over a lot of the other Batman websites and podcasts because nobody's based in Chicago. And since they do a lot of filming in Chicago, that could be a huge advantage. And in the UK, so we're, we're based in two of the uh, hubs of the filming, probably. Exactly. So that's that's a huge advantage. But yeah, a lot of people probably don't know that I was in the army, or I was in the military, and I was blown up. But you can find it out if you looked online. Just Google my name. You can find it. What's some behind-the-scenes information about one of you two? You three. The- you three. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying... Well, I don't know if I've ever said this before. I may have mentioned this offhand on one of the forums, but for maybe the first six or eight months that I was on the show, for some reason, my old desktop computer was not would not run Skype for whatever reason. So to record the Batman universe, I would actually go to a video gaming center, and I would use the Skype there, which means I had to mute all the time because there was people being loud in the background, and... You can always hear the people in the background on those old episodes, and I think someone may have said something on the forum, and I may have alluded to it, but yeah, I was going to a video gaming center, which restricted the times that I could do podcasts because of when it was open and when it was closed. Um, I was able to purchase actually two computers towards the end of the summer, though, because finally uh, the decision was made for me when lightning hit my house and fried my current computer. Uh, one of the computers was actually from Dustin. I purchased his old laptop and then got a desktop, so now I have double the chance to record. But yeah, for the first maybe six or eight months that I was on the show, recording was very, very hard to schedule with me for that very reason. Yeah, I guess my uh, behind-the-scenes thing would be uh, Megatron. 
and just how uh, maybe about oh, six everyone months knows ago, about Megatron. <laughs> yeah, it just it was one of those weird things that just used to happen. It used to happen every episode pretty much, and it almost always happened at the end of an episode. Um, I st- I still have no idea what it was. Um, and funnily enough, I've moved to another place now, and so maybe it was to do with the internet connection, but uh, that was always interesting. And uh, yes, I'm I'm quite well known for my Megatron voice. Yes. Uh, during the call-in show, what some people didn't realize is actually like halfway through it, I got a text message that uh, somebody that I know had actually died in a very very um bad way too. And um, I stayed on the podcast for, like, maybe there was, like, two hours left in the Colin show, and I tried not to let it phase me or whatever, but if you go back and listen to that episode, you might be able to pinpoint where I heard the news of the death because I sound different afterwards, so I don't think that that's uh, something that I've ever revealed before. No, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I was uh, texting, like, throughout that, trying to get arrangements for the funeral while I was answering these Colin show questions. Which, the college show was a fun show, too. That's just kind of, you know, jarred by that memory. So, I mean, for the most part, we've had a lot of fun over these past two years. We've seen a lot of people come, and we've seen a lot of people go. But, I mean, we're still going to be around for a while. We're going to be at C2E2. I know myself, for sure, will be there getting the latest Batman news and seeing what's going on in the world of comics and movies and stuff like that uh i will be there on friday and saturday so shoot me an email if you're also going to be there and we can maybe meet up one of those days share a nice chicago style hot dog as i've grown to be more accustomed to now that i'm actually being able to eat real hot dogs in chicago again we'll also be at san diego i myself will be at san diego as well as josh he will be at san diego as well and if there's more people who will be going we'll be sure to let you know but for sure it'll be me and josh this year along with my wife yeah another little bit behind the scenes is uh one of the things that i've been asked a couple times is who's the voice in front of the normal podcast who's the who does the voice for the intro that's actually my wife who does the voice and i'm proof positive that you can be a batman fan or a comic nerd geek fanboy whatever you want to call me and and be married and we are actually expecting our first child this September, so uh, that might might present some scheduling problems with the podcast, but trust me when I say the baby will be sitting next to me with a pacifier in its mouth if I have to just to record. All right, so that's pretty much all that we're going to talk about in this episode as far as behind-the-scenes thing, things and history-type things that you know have happened over these past 50 episodes. We've got a lot of stuff... Going into the future, um, coverage of comic C2E2 as well as San Diego Comic-Con. And hopefully all things fall into line correctly. We should be out at New York Comic-Con as well this fall. That's just dependent on myself having a baby and everything and whether or not that's actually going to work out. But, I mean, we've got all kinds of specials lined up for you guys. We mentioned a couple earlier. Uh, We've got the commentaries as well. Normal podcasts and the common cast will continue to go strong. But one of the specials we've got coming up is something that Nick has been kind of putting together. And I'm going to let him tell you all about it because this is kind of an opportunity for fans of the podcast and more specifically of Batman to get involved. So I'll throw it over to Nick and he can tell you about it. 
Okay, guys, what I wanted to organise was something that was a bit that involved you guys because uh, we had the call in show, we got quite a few people involved in that, and everyone seemed to enjoy it. So I thought we could get something going again where we get you guys on the show. So what I'm looking to do is the first Batman Universe quiz. And this is going to be a quiz on everything Batman, so we're going to do movies, TVs, merchandise, video games and comics. And what we need is at least four people who are willing to contend and uh, compete for the title of best and biggest Batman fan ever. So if you're interested in coming on the show, just need Skype and a microphone, very easy to do. And uh, taking part in this quiz, do please email us at uh, podcast at the batmanuniverse.net. Uh, it's in the planning stages at the moment, but um, we can get it ready quick. And whenever a good time is for you, we could get on the phone and do the uh, do the quiz quite quickly. And um, so if you're interested in taking part, do please email us. And I think it could be really good fun. So as I said, just get in touch with us and let us know if you want to take part. We're going to need at least four people. Yeah, and to add on to that, we're looking for at least four people, but we can have upwards of tons and tons of people. It's all dependent on how many people actually get in touch with us. Um, I also will say that the ultimate, I do have, I can confirm this, that we will, in fact, the biggest Batman fan who does win the quiz show will get a nice prize package that will announce what the contents of that are later on, but... It'll be a nice little prize package that uh, fans will be getting all kinds of different things that are Batman-related, covering every single subject that we'll be talking about. Comics, video games, merchandise, TV, and movies. There'll be bits and pieces from every single one of those categories as part of the prize package, so that's an incentive as well to get into this as well. Also, Nick did say you have to have Skype and a microphone, but even for those of you who don't have a Skype and microphone, as long as you've got a phone, we can also get a hold of you that way as well. You just would need, if it was a mobile phone, you would just need to make sure that you had plenty of minutes because you might be on for, you know, close to an hour at sometimes. It just depends. So uh, keep that in mind. You don't. I need forgot. To I forgot about that. Yeah. You don't necessarily need to have a microphone, but you do need to be able to have some time that you can spend talking to us and answering the questions. We'll give you plenty of notice to prepare for it, but at the same time, you won't obviously have the questions ahead of time. You'll have to know the questions on the spot. So if you truly believe you are the ultimate Batman fan, just get a hold of us, podcast at thebatmanuniverse.net. Let us know that you're interested, and we'll get you lined up in the in the uh, quiz. I also just wanted to go back and generally say thank you very much for listening to us for 50 episodes and however many we've done on the comic cast and the specials we do it for you guys and we always like your feedback and uh, it's because of that that we've made it to 50 episodes so please look forward to the next 50 yeah exactly i i like to thank everyone including my co-hosts for being around and helping out i can't do it alone these guys help me a lot and i can't do it without the, f- the support of the fans uh you guys who send emails and let us know that you listen and that you enjoy what we're doing. You know, even getting one email a month, which I would hope that I get one more, one more than one email a month. But even getting one email a month, I, I always forward out the emails to all these guys so that they can see the emails that fans are sending us, so that you know they feel appreciated. And because I know I feel appreciated when we hear from you guys, so we just want to make sure that all of you know that 
you know, we thank you for listening and continue to download. And on top of that, going to the website and constantly checking out the news because that also, you know, seeing those numbers. Ever since the website has launched, we've seen an increase in numbers every single month. And when I say numbers, I'm talking about number of hits and number of unique visitors. They've increased every single month since we've launched. And that doesn't go unnoticed. So I appreciate that. And that just means we're getting bigger and better. And hopefully we'll get some sponsors on here. And then we can open up the doors to more more opportunities for the fans and try to get our name out there even more. Exactly. All right, so that's going to do us for this episode. As always, you can go onto the website, check out all the daily news related to all the topics that we discuss here on the podcast. You can check out the editorial section for all kinds of blog entries and comic reviews. You can go over the forums and become a member of the forums and chat with other bad fans. There's been a lot of discussions going on lately. There's been at least five posts every single day, which is another great way of letting us know that you guys are interested in what we're doing. Uh, you can leave us a review on iTunes, which, again, getting our name up in the iTunes as one of the as the best Batman podcast is important to us, and that helps out by you guys giving us positive reviews on iTunes and giving us a five star rating. So you can do that. You can email us at podcast at thebatmanuniverse.net, and then you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. So that's everything. This is Dustin. You got Josh. This is Nick. This is Is Zach. And we'll see you guys next time. Take it easy. Peace. Peace. The Beatles, Beatles tribute cruise. I'm going to Mexico. It's a six-day cruise. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's going to be fun. I love cruises. Is John Lennon coming? Yeah, yeah. We're gonna. He's going to come. We can have Bernie style. <laughs> oh, my God. You just opened up. I could talk about Weekend and Bernie's. We could do a whole show on Weekend at Bernie's. Uh, you know, I th- this is a Batman <laughs> podcast, not a Beatles podcast, not a Weekend at Bernie's podcast. Let's make that podcast, though. <laughs> How could you do a Weekend at Bernie's podcast? You'd run out of How things to talk about in, like, ten episodes. Be, that is, it's the greatest idea, greatest premise for, like, a movie ever. I've never He's, actually seen the movie. Oh. I, I just know the premises. And then, and then they made a sequel, and he was still dead, and it was even more ridiculous. What are you? I'm Batman. Adam Beechin. Yeah, writing Batman Beyond, that's going to go over well. This is, again, not the comic oh. cast. Oh, by the way. Please stay on topic. I'm going to diagnose you all with ADD. <laughs> all right, I'm reading from... I will no longer send you any links to pages that have shiny objects. <laughs> Well, general news doesn't have anything since December 30th, so let me go to movie news. Hey, TikTok, let's go. Do we lose him too now? Zach, you there? Okay, I reckon by the end of this podcast, it's just going to be Dustin.
saying this is destiny. <laughs> <laughs> everyone will be going hang on i thought you started with about five or six people <laughs> he's going back to his roots <laughs> like in the early episodes yeah, i've got it's an like announcement it. for the 50th episode you're all sacked i'm going back to just me thanks one man show we're not yeah we're like seriously disappearing maybe uh zach could do the rest of the podcast in morse code We can read. We, we can read out. Yes, what I agree saying. with you, Zach. Whoa, Zach! That was uncalled for. This is a family podcast. <laughs> well, everyone, for the fiftieth episode of the Batman Universe, we are going back to our roots. With <laughs> is this episode cursed? It re- it took forever the schedule, and like we lost Apple and <laughs> and Humphrey. And Savannah was supposed to be here, and she couldn't get on because she had bad weather and couldn't find any place that was open to get an internet connection. This is the episode that never ends. <laughs> it goes on and on, my friends. We still can't hear Zach at all. <laughs> oh, oh, Zach. The best blooper reel ever. Yeah, I want to hear Nick's American accent. <laughs> Oh, you don't want to hear that. Yes, I do. (laughs) Are you that excited to hear it? (laughs) You had like a little squeal or something at the end of your That wasn't me. That was someone else. It was definitely you. Okay, whatever. I I like British men pretending to be American. That's that's just another reason to cover our bases here when you say something like that. Oh, (laughs) whatever. I didn't say I like so you, them. Zach, naked. if you're doing a bit of editing, you could just edit that and say, I love British men. Okay. Years later, St. Cloud returned to Gotham with her then fiance, U.S. Senator Evan Gregory. Gregory was on a political campaign running for governor, but he ran into some complications when his opponent turned out to the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds terrible. You gotta love these Turned out to the Joker. To turn out to be the Joker? I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm just going to read this paragraph over again then. <laughs> can I? Or is that all right? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. All right. Years later, St. Cloud returned to Gotham with her then fiance, U.S. Senator Evan Gregory. Gregory was, an, was on a political campaign running for governor, but he ran into some complications. I can't even do it. <laughs> <laughs> Screw it. Just do when his opponent turned out to be the Joker. <laughs> yeah. When his opponent turned out to be the Joker. After being doused with the Scarecrow's fear gas, Silver rediscovered her passion for Bruce and decided to cut off her engagement to Gregory. Right after informing Gregory of the devastating news, Silver was abducted by the Joker, who planned to use her to pressure Gregory into dropping out, presumably of his campaign. Gregory went... Gregory... Gregory went after the Joker, but he tragically lost his right arm. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Gregory went after the Joker, but he... Tra- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just... <laughs> You're starting to make me regret not having Josh read. Yeah. But okay. just listen to that. At least I can get through paragraphs. <laughs> but he tragically lost his right arm. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that's... What? I don't even know why you're laughing at that. Uh, no, not me. Got, okay. He's got Joker venom. Gregory went after the Joker. 
but <laughs> but he tragically lost his right arm and leg before he and Silver were rescued by Batman. Batman asked Silver to stay with Gregory while he recovers, reasoning that Gregory needed her now and that they can wait until the current crisis has. <laughs> You know the best part is is part of the, part of that sentence is present tense, and then it goes back to past tense. About this, yeah. after that, <laughs> it's a current crisis. <laughs> and that they can wait until the current crisis has passed. Silver was furious at the notion of being <laughs> loaned out to another man. Later, Gregory dies, and she went right <laughs> after that. She's a bitch. <laughs> oh my, oh my I, god. Can we seriously Later, just... Let me, let me just finish that line. Later, Gregory dies, and she went to meet Wayne after that. Well, have fun editing that. Uh, yeah. I, got, I, Go I gotta say... I, um, I, I don't even have anything to say about this. 